Welcome to the Prosperous Piano Teacher Podcast. I'm Ashley Young, pianist, instructor, and business coach, and I'm here to help you dream big about what your studio could be if you are willing to open your mind and level up your business skills. I'm going to share the tangible strategies that I've learned for streamlining and scaling your studio so that you can align your business to work for your life instead of letting your business control your life. I am so happy that you're here. Let's dive in. Hello, hello. Welcome back to another episode of The Prosperous Piano Teacher. I am Ashley, for those of you that I haven't met, and I am really happy to be here. I woke up this morning and the seasons are finally changing and it's getting warmer and it's not raining as much. And this is always a very pleasant time of year for me. And I find that I have so much more energy and just excitement about the day. When I wake up in the morning, I'm just ready to go um, because it's light and it's warm and it's bright and I can hear the birds. So I hope that whatever time of day you are listening to this, I hope that you are having a lovely day and that things are going well for you. In today's episode, I wanted to talk about um, some ways that we get in our own way, some beliefs that you might have that could potentially be holding you back. And I'm going to share a little story with you and then kind of talk about why and how that story um, ties into the topic of today's episode and the lessons that I've learned from that story. And then I'm also going to give you some, actually I'll give you five tips or steps that you can take um, if the story resonates with you and if you wanna make some changes. So in episode one, I shared a little bit about my story with you. And one of the things that I talked about when I did that was this um, this part of my life when I started teaching, which was actually way back in college, when I started my undergraduate degree in piano performance, I had a professor that encouraged me to start teaching at that point. And I did. I started a studio and I dove in and I started teaching and I put myself through college that way. And one of the things that I always knew from the very beginning of when I started teaching is that I did not want to work until 7 or 8 or 9 p.m. every night right? Like I knew that even way back then when I was like actually a teenager, I was in my late teens, early twenties. And I knew that it wasn't a forever plan for me to be teaching in the after school hours. I thought that that would be exhausting. I mean, it was pretty tiring in college because I would practice and really, really early in the morning. And then I would do all my schoolwork during the day. And then I would teach in the after school hours and it made for really, really long days. And I questioned at that point, was that sustainable? And, you know, even at that point in my life, I knew that I wanted to be a mother at some point. And I knew that eventually, you know, my child or children hypothetical at that point would eventually go to school and that, if they were in school and I was teaching in the after school hours, that didn't provide the kind of life where I could really have and spend time with them. So I knew that this was true even back then. And when I started to think about that, when I dove into teaching, it became this cognitive dissonance of like, okay, this is what I want. This is what I know to be true for me in my gut, for my life. I don't want to be teaching in the after school hours. But because I had no idea how to reconcile that with the reality that I needed to be teaching and I needed to be making money, and that was what I was doing at that moment, I just like knew that it wasn't possible or I decided that it wasn't possible right? I kind of made that up because it felt really bad to be sitting in indecision to like, and to have that cognitive dissonance where in my gut, I knew that I didn't want to be working those hours forever, but I didn't 
know how I was, if I, if it was possible for me to not be working in those hours. And so I just decided right then and there that like, well, I was going to just have to go against what I wanted because I also wanted to be a pianist. And if I wanted a career in this space, that's what it was going to take. I was going to have to teach during the after school hours. And I was just going to have to figure that out. And I was going to have to ignore that part of me that said that that wasn't for me. Now, when I fast forward in this story to 2019, when I was pregnant with my daughter, I came back to that gut feeling. I came back to that, that core belief that I had that had been, you know, kind of put on the sidelines or on the back burner for this entire time. I mean, it's been many, 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 many years since I was in my undergrad degree, but I really started to hear that voice that I had put on the sidelines a lot louder of like, okay, now it's becoming a reality. Like I'm going to have this child and I don't want to be teaching in the after school hours. I just don't. That's going to make for really long days. It's going to make it so that I don't have time with her. And so I did something that now with hindsight, I can see was really, really powerful and a huge game changer in the entire course of my life. But of course, you know, at the time I didn't realize that, but I started to wonder if there was any way that I could do my job or keep my career without teaching during the after school hours. And I know that that might sound really simple, but it was a huge mind shift change for me. And it opened up my entire world. And what happened here at this point in time was really powerful. And I think about it a lot because it was a huge lesson for me. And I know that, um, I know that it's going to resonate with you as well. It would have been really easy for me at that point in my life to just keep doing what I was doing. I was safe. I had a steady income. I had a good studio. Like I, I had a good thing going and I didn't need to change any of it. Right. But I also had this voice inside of me that was getting louder and louder and more persistent. And I didn't really want to ignore it anymore because I recognized that there was truth in what it was saying that I didn't want to teach in the after school hours. And so instead of going on and doing the easy thing and just, you know, ignoring the voice and continuing to do that, I mean, I had already been doing it for years and continuing on the path, I started to shift my belief. And I really just started to, to question if that like really stiff, rigid belief that I had was true, because in order to make sense of the cognitive dissonance that was happening in college, I just kind of decided if I want to be a pianist, I just have to go against what I want and I have to make it work. And instead of believing that when I reached this point in 2019, I, it was a very small shift, but I just started to ask myself, is that true? Do I have to sacrifice what I really want deep down in order to stay in this career or in order to make my business work? And it just started with questioning it. Is that true? And after a little while of questioning it, I think it was honestly probably a couple of months. It wasn't a fast process for me of just questioning if that belief was true. Then I took the next step and I started to think, okay, if it's not totally true, and that's a belief that I kind of like imposed upon myself is it actually possible? Is there any way it's possible to not teach in the after school hours? And then of course, after a couple months of thinking that, then my brain went to, okay, what could I do to make it possible? What are the solutions? How are the ways that I could create a life where I don't have to teach in the after school hours? 
But I started with questioning the belief and just asking if it's true. And now that I've realized, you know, the, the impact of this situation and what happened at this point in my life, I've realized that I've done this a lot in my life. I've made up answers to questions without fully keeping an open mind. And we all do this as humans because it's human nature to want solutions to our problems, right? Especially when it's a problem of cognitive dissonance, when it's like you and what you want in your internal world doesn't match up with the external world. And that's what was happening with me. It's like, I knew what I wanted on the inside for myself, but it was completely the opposite of what I was seeing on the outside world. It didn't seem like both things were possible. And so I made up this belief. Um, and at the time, it didn't feel like I was making up a belief. I don't think that as humans, we consciously are making up beliefs beliefs to keep ourselves stuck or to keep ourselves from progressing. But I kind of answered that question by creating this belief that didn't leave room for open-mindedness, right? It just was an easy solution. I was like, well, here's, here's the solution. I just have to go against what I want and I have to figure it out because this is the life of a pianist. But I don't think this serves us as humans. I don't think this serves us. And I'm much more aware of this now, or I try to be. And I notice it in a lot of other business owners as well. When we just create solutions or make up a belief to kind of remove the uncertainty, it doesn't really serve us. It doesn't really serve us at our highest potential or at our highest selves. Now, um, sometimes it can feel like you really have the best reasons, right? And I'm going to give you some examples of this because I see this with teachers that I work with a lot as well. So people have the best reasons for why they can't do what they really want to do. And I mean, think back to the story I just shared. It's a pretty compelling reason. Like when you take into account what I wanted, but also 98% of the piano teaching industry operates in these after school hours, like, yeah, it totally makes sense. I felt like I really had evidence to support the fact that I had to go against what I wanted and that what I wanted wanted or what was important to me was never going to be possible. And so some other examples are this are some other, excuse me, some other examples of this that I see often with piano teachers. Um, one big one that comes up a lot is believing that you are locked into your current income because of X, Y, and Z. And one of the most common things that I hear is because you already charge top dollar for your area. Okay, so you're teaching and you're already making, you know, a great amount of money, like you're happy, you're comfortable, and maybe there's part of you that wants more, but you know that you cannot raise your rates because you're either locked in, you know, you're already charging top dollar, or because you know if you raise your rates, like all of your students would quit, or because you already feel like you charge a ton of money and there's no way that it would be possible for you to charge more than you're charging now. And I totally get it because I've actually said those exact beliefs to myself at some point along in my journey. And I've coached people through those beliefs and helped other people to open their minds about those beliefs. And I want you to think about it for a second. Think about why you are locked into your current income, why you haven't raised your rates. And I just want you to ask yourself, is that true? Just that one little question. Is it true? And you can sit with that for just a minute an hour, a week, several months. And then the next question you can ask is, is it actually possible for me to earn more? If that's something you're interested in, is it possible? And then you don't have to have all of the answers, right? You don't have to have all of the answers right now. You can just toy around with that idea in your head and it's wild what starts to happen and your brain will start to have the time and the space to really consider the possibilities. And you might think of an idea that you never knew 
was even something you would consider. I mean, this is kind of like how I started my YouTube channel was actually from this very first question of, is it true that I have to work in the after school hours? And you might think of that question and you might th think of starting a YouTube channel as not being related at all. But the re like when I, I think back to when I started my YouTube channel and the reason was I wanted to expand. I wanted to see if there was a possibility. And I didn't know if the YouTube channel would lead me to not having to work in the after school hours, but I had some theories and I had some ideas and I was like, if it's possible, I kind of feel like I have to try it because I don't feel like any of the other solutions that I've come up with will lead me to what I want. And so when you start to ask yourself, is it true? You start to ask yourself, is it possible? And then your brain will start to come up with ideas. Some of them might be bad ideas. Some of them might be good ideas. Some of them might be the exact idea that you need to get exactly what you want. So we're going to talk about five tips or steps that you can take if this is resonating with you. And if you're now realizing that you might have some beliefs around teaching or around your business that you want to start questioning, or you want to um, maybe see if other possibilities exist uh, and if you can expand on those. So let's dive in. Um, so the first tip that I have for you is to listen to what you want and fully admit it and fully embrace it. Right. And I, I see this so much with people. They won't even admit what they want. It's terrifying to say what some of our biggest hopes and dreams are because, you know, we live in a society where it doesn't always make sense to live in a dream state and to be an idealist about what our life could be. We all have the realities of day-to-day -day life that make it so that, you know, we have to stay grounded in what we're doing on a day-to-day -day basis to stay alive, to survive, to make money, to feed ourselves, all that stuff. And it can take up a lot of time and energy. And so to really tune in with what you want deep down, the stuff that feels scary, the stuff that you've never said out loud to anyone is vulnerable. And oftentimes people don't even ask themselves that question of like, what do I want for my life? And then if they do ask themselves that question, they don't admit it or fully believe it or embrace it. And they'll, this lead, excuse me, this leads me to, um, point number two, which is don't dismiss it or ignore it. Okay. So once you tune into yourself and you ask yourself, like, what are those terrifying dreams that I would be too embarrassed to share with anyone at this point? Don't dismiss it. Just allow it to be there. And don't come up with all the reasons why it can't be there. Start to ask yourself, could it be possible? Okay. And don't immediately fill it in with, no, it's not possible. Don't immediately come up with a list of all the reasons that it's not possible. I talked about earlier how brains don't like that uncertainty. We want answers and we want to problem solve. But when you can stay in the space of uncertainty, the most beautiful thing happens. You just stay curious and you don't try to solve the problem. And in time, you'll find that the most wild solutions and ideas and creative downloads come to you. So don't dismiss it, just stay in the uncertainty. Now, the third step or tip would be to actually, I'll give you two here, you can choose one. The really brave thing would be to tell someone about it, okay? To actually admit it, not only to yourself, like in step one, but then to take it a step further and admit it to someone else, someone you trust, someone you love, someone you know is going to be really supportive and not dismiss it. Maybe a fellow dreamer, maybe a fellow entrepreneur, maybe a friend that you know will validate whatever ideas you have, but tell someone about it. This brings a level of reality and acceptance that is really, really powerful. 
And if you're in a space where you can't tell someone about it, like that just seems like way beyond something that you could do at this step, then journal about it, write it down for yourself. When you write it down, it kind of does the same thing. It brings a little bit more oomph behind it. Um, it makes it feel a little more real or it makes it feel like you're accepting it as a possibility even a little bit more because you're actually putting it on paper. So try telling someone about it. But if you really can't, like if you're totally opposed to that idea, journal about it or write it down. The fourth tip or step is to keep an open mind and take your time. Don't rush the process. Um, this ties back a little bit to the point I was making earlier, but because your brain is going to want solutions, your brain, our brains as humans, we don't like uncertainty. We don't like to sit in the discomfort of the unknown. It's going to be really easy and probably the go-to for your brain to start to fill in like you know, make a time limit of like, I need to try to figure this out by this date. Or if I don't have this figured out by this date, then it wasn't a good idea, right? Like our brain will actually start to try to make up all of these wild things um, to make it so that you're not sitting in the uncertainty, but allow yourself to just sit with it. Like I mentioned in my story, like this, this idea of not teaching after school hours actually came to me in college. <laughs> like for me, that's over 15 years ago that, and, and it wasn't until more recently, like in the last year that I have stopped teaching in the after school hours. Right. So it took me like 14, 15 years. Okay. And it doesn't have to take you that long to realize your ideas, but some of, some of these ideas need time to percolate. Like they need that space and time. So don't rush yourself through the process. Keep an open mind and take your time. And then the fifth tip or step that you can take is to actually move in the direction. Okay. So if you have taken some time and space and you've remained open-minded and you're allowing yourself to sit in the uncertainty, you will start to have ideas. That is naturally what's going to happen. You're going to start to have ideas that you might never have had before. You might start to have ideas of ways you could create extra income or ways you could go about raising your rates or ways that you could go about increasing your income that you might never have thought of before. And then you're actually going to maybe choose one of those ideas and take a couple steps towards it. Right. And for me, this has been happening in the last couple of years, but really in the last year, I was like, okay, it's time. I'm going to take steps toward not teaching in the after school hours. And that meant letting go of students. And that was terrifying. Turning down money and turning down clients and paring back my thriving studio. And every time I had to do it, it was so scary. And I was like, I don't know if this is the right thing right? There's no way for me to be certain that it's the right thing. There's no way for me to be certain that it's going to work out, that I'm going to be able to replace this income, that I'm going to be happy in my new endeavor. There's no way to have the answers to all of those ter those things that made it terrifying. But what was so cool is I did it anyway. I did it anyway. And every time I let go of a student, while it was terrifying, and while there were parts of myself that questioned everything I was doing, and if I was going to be okay, and if I was going to be successful in this new way of doing business, I also did it anyway to honor that part inside of myself, the part of me that knew that I had been holding on to this desire to not teach in the after school hours for 15 plus years. And so while it was terrifying, it was also so empowering and it felt so good to be authentic and to honor what I authentically wanted and had wanted for so long. And the cool thing about that is when you take step towards what you steps towards what you want, it's not going to be easy. It's not going to be without fear, without uncertainty. It's not going to be without all of those feelings, but you're also going to have 
this indescribable feeling of honoring yourself and of taking steps towards the life that you want. And it is a really, really tough feeling to describe, but it's a beautiful feeling. And a lot of people don't do it, right? A lot of people will stay in those beliefs of it's not possible, or I can't have what I want. And that's just an easier place to be. So take steps towards what you want. It will be scary, but I promise you it will be worth it. I love spending this time with you. I love coming on to my microphone and just pouring into your heart. And I hope that this episode resonated with you. And if it did, go ahead and rate and review the podcast. That really helps me out. And it helps get this message out to more people that might need this inspiration as well. If you are feeling extra generous, feel free to screenshot it and share it on your socials. And at the point that this episode is being released, I am opening up three spots for private business coaching. So if you have ideas that you have known about for a long time, or maybe new ideas or new beliefs that you are coming to accept as truths, but you don't know how to make them a reality, go ahead and go to the show notes of this episode and click the work with me link. And you can fill out an inquiry and you can also be taken to a link where you'll see a little bit more about what my private business coaching packages entail and the kind of work that we can do together. Um, And you can get in touch with me that way. I would love to help you make whatever your desires are a reality. It is truly so fun and empowering and exciting for me to help people do this work. So I hope that you have an amazing rest of your day. I cannot wait to talk to you more next week and we will be in touch soon. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening. I love connecting with open-minded business owners from all over the world. As you know, a studio policy is one of the most important assets of your business and a good studio policy will save you time and energy. For this reason, I created a free PDF with a list of three ways that you can level up your studio policy right now. To grab the free PDF, head on over to ashleyjyoung.com slash level up and the link is in the show notes as well. Talk to you soon.